At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to Friday's edition of Bazinga's Pre-Market Prep. I'm your co-host, Joel Elkanen, along with Dennis Dick. Mitch Hoach sitting in for Spencer Israel, helping us through some technical difficulties this morning. We have markets in the green, uh, but we'll talk about Peloton reaching triple digits, Oracle beats for a change, a lot of different things to cover. Uh, real quick, S&P's up uh, 26 and a half handles at 33.67, straight up from the open. Uh, crude in the red by three cents at 37.27, trying to find a bottom here and rally back to 40. Gold in the red by 10.70 at 1953.60. Silver in the red too by 32 cents at 26.97. Bitcoin in the red too by only by $20 at 10,295. Let's bring in Triple D and. Uh, I think we got to start on a little bit more serious note this morning, Dennis. What's the serious note? Uh, oh, you mean a real serious note, like not a joke? Yeah. <laughs> so I've had uh, I had some Twitter followers reach out to me. Apparently, there is some fake Twitter accounts. There's three of them now we've discovered that are pretending to be Triple D Trader on Twitter. The problem is they are messaging my followers, pretending to be me and asking them for $10,000 to trade Forex for them. So I've reported all three of these accounts. Two of them are still active. So I reported 24 hours ago to Twitter yesterday morning when I was first notified that there was some fake uh, Twitter accounts asking for money. Twitter still has not taken them down. So obviously Twitter dropping the ball big time here because it's a financial scam. I've sent three messages now to Twitter. Um, they give the automated message back, but I don't know if anybody's even looking at it. So uh, right now, triple DD trader is not me. There's a triple D trader B1 or something. And then there was a triple D trader one. I believe they took that one down. So they got rid of one. There's still two of them that are active. Um, I will never ask my followers for money. One, I don't trade Forex. 
two, with uh, my prop relationship with Bright Trading, I cannot take money from outside customers. So if 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 I'm if you think it's me and it's not, it's somebody impersonating me, asking you for money on Twitter, it is not me. Do not send them money to trade for. So that's all I would just want to warn everybody who's listening. If you follow me on Twitter, there is fake accounts that are pretending to be me asking for money, uh, $10,000 to trade Forex. Do not send these people money. Yeah, I mean, this goes for just about anybody. Um, I would never really send money to anybody unless I personally knew them. Um, uh, That's the only way you should be sending money, especially through an online transaction. Um, So definitely be careful. I see about one or two fake uh, Bitcoin things from Elon Musk uh, a day on YouTube. And I report them, but I can tell you guys, uh, they're a little bit slower, like Dennis is saying. So you got to be careful out there. It's, and you know what, it's, it's difficult, obviously, when you're trying to manage, I'm sure I'm not the only one I know there was another per- person who I follow who reached out and said, yeah, there's a fake account of me as well. I mean, we had, we, I saw this issue a month ago when we reported the fake account, and they got it down. Now there's three more. So, I mean, and targets, you know, somebody like me would be a target because I'm not big enough. Like, it's like, oh, I got a message from Warren Buffett, you know, no, well, no, everybody knows they're not getting a message from Warren Buffett, but they might get a message from Dennis Dick. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm small enough, you know, like I'm not that well known that it could be true. So just be careful. There's a lot of financial scams out there right now, and I don't want to see anybody lose their money. So bottom line is I'm not taking money from anybody to trade with at this time. If I launch a hedge fund, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> right now, no hedge fund. So, right. okay, so let's get to the markets here. That sure. was a little housekeeping here off the bat. Let's get to the markets here. We have a bounce back. So yesterday, it kind of played perfectly to the Joel Alconin um, trade, which we talk about, you know, if they opened it up and we talked about this, like Apple, if it opens up at, say, 121, we were saying it goes up a little bit and then goes back down through the open, that's never a good sign. We saw that happen in all the tech stocks. And if you would have been shorting it through those opening prices, you would have took almost zero heat. Because Tesla, well, well, Tesla's not a good example, but Apple opened up, hung out there for a little bit, and then tanked. And we saw the NASDAQ pretty much do the same thing. Opened up, hung out there for a little bit, and went up a little bit, and then we tanked. And then we tanked all day. So the key to that trade is watching the opening price. You know, you can get this information from your broker, um, jot down where the stock opened. Why that is such an important event is because there's so many short-term traders, overnight traders, institutional traders that are marked because it's a big print meaning there's a lot of trade size going on at the opening print. So some people are betting long. Some people are betting short right off the open. If it opens up and it starts going their way, with traders like, okay, this is good. It starts coming back down through the open. Those opening traders are looking to cut their losses. So a lot of times you'll see a whoosh if it comes back down through that opening price. And that's what we saw yesterday. And we never recovered and ended up selling off all day, giving back a lot of the work that we had done the day before, obviously on the queues. We are snapping back here today. So it's deja vu here all over again. Kind of the same setup as yesterday. So if we open up on the queues, say at 275, and we run up to 276, it comes back down through 275. That would be a concern. So you want to see the gap and go today. You don't want to see the gap and fill if you're long. Uh, Also, and I, I, you know, I probably talk about this too much, but you had the first day of the rollover yesterday. 
in the contracts. So your a lot of your platforms are showing December is the front month contracts. It happens on the Wednesday preceding the expiration, which is next uh, next Friday. And so what you have do if you're long the September and you want to be you know you want to stay long, you got to sell your September and buy the D's. Well, it splits the volume a little bit, and you get these air pockets. And I think you get some bigger players. Like that rally we had in the pre-market yesterday, I mean, we've seen some declines that have been very good, you know, very large in the pre-market. That was a monster rally. Mm-hmm. There was a lot There was a lot of money changing hands on that. And then we stalled right at yesterday's high and then came right in. And it was just a choppy day. And I think you're going to see that today. And then I, you, get close, you get to Monday and most of the people will be rolled over. But, uh, you know, I was able to catch it because I you know, was looking for this kind of activity and I was able to catch it a little bit on the downside, but it wasn't with, you know, it was some heat. I mean, there was a lot of fluctuations. So uh, just got to keep an eye on that. The rollover, we talk about it every quarter, but uh, we got some earnings to talk about. Yes, and, we uh, do. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about one of them. Uh, Peloton Joel, just keep holding. I, I tweeted. A, I tweeted about a week ago. It's going to a hundred dollars. I've said it on the show. I think it's going to a hundred dollars. It has been a choppy way to get there, but it does appear like it's gonna. It's ninety nine now, Peloton. So it looks like it's gonna get there. But there's been a lot of pain through that ninety nine, including after the report last night, which we're discussing yeah. in a second. But Mitch, can you give us the numbers? All right, all right. How we doing, guys? Good morning, good morning. Peloton, uh, they got interactive quarter four earnings per share at $0.27, cents, a beat of a $0.10 cent estimate. Um, the sales were at 607 uh, versus a beat of $582 million. Uh, they, what I really like is they increased the guidance here, guys. So the future for uh, 2021 sales are now $3.5 billion to 3.65 versus a $2.72 billion estimate. And they, their adjusted EBITDA is now at $200 million and 275 million versus a 2.5 well subs of 2.5 million and 2.1 million so another thing that i really liked at the end of the day their fiscal fourth quarter sales surged 172 percent it's an incredible quarter we knew that they were going to beat it was a matter of was it all priced in off the hop it, like i said it wasn't that easy and thanks for the 20 dollar tip barat giving us a 20 dollar tip there for a peloton call there so we appreciate the tips um but going back 20 so uh peloton close obviously 87.75 they pulled the rug out from under this right off the hop on the numbers so people were speculating oh it is crowded because it was a beat and it was good numbers and they knocked this thing down all the way to 81 dollars they bought it back within the next two to three minutes, though, and Jeez. it started going green and has not looked back. And it actually has hit $100 here this morning. So I did not notice, but we did hit $100 in the pre-market. We've come off it a little bit. I mean, that's a big psychological level for Peloton. Obviously, how it responds at 100 is going to be the key. Can it get through 100 in the regular session? Can it take it out? Can it hold? I'm sure there's $100 calls, a lot of them sitting there, probably expiration on the weekly here as well when we're expiring on the third Friday. So... 
Um, that's or, or on the second Friday, but that's always an issue with, you know, if there's too many calls, too much open interest at a price, those call buyers can become natural sellers of the stock. So let's see what it does on 100. Huge number for the stock. Yeah, this is a bit. Well, first of all, it got up to 98 yesterday and then someone decided, hey, I, I don't want to be in this before the report. And they <laughs> sold it off 10 bucks. They sold before it off. Before the report. Yeah, before and then they the, kept selling it on the good numbers. They sold it for a couple of minutes, so they did sell. Obviously, TechRec had a lot to do with that, but you're right; that's a huge sell-off intraday. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I, I'm just sticking with it and not gonna put it on my screen anymore. I'm not gonna look at it. I just never thought it would get to this level. I'll just give you the highs in the pre-market: one double o eighty-nine and one double o eighty-two, right in two brackets, the last two brackets, and now we're two bucks off that. So we'll see. I mean, you need follow-through through that in the pre-market. If not. If not, if I was like didn't have a long term position and, and it was uh, you know trying to trade it, I would. If it did take out that pre market high, then I'd expect to give some back. But uh, hands off on this one. But you got that you got that resistance right now. Uh, old time high, pre market high, one double oh eighty nine. Bo's eighty seven, giving us a sympathy play for it. NLS is up six point eight percent. Good call on that. Obviously, this stock is breaking out here too. So keep an eye on this one. Peloton is Peloton. I mean, you know, so you can say we got a sympathy play and yes, it's to a certain extent, but we know the Peloton name is just huge and everybody's been, you know, obviously uh, they got a back, you know, backlog on the orders. We know Peloton's firing on all cylinders here. Been an impressive run. Joel, you're just going to hold on forever. You're yeah, like Warren yeah. Buffett. Yeah. Never ever sell. Even at nosebleed valuations, you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't why know. sell your winners when they get bigger every day? Yeah, I would have <laughs> sold this point. at 50, 60, 70. Uh, real quick. Because Lisa's I, in control. Yeah. I Nautilus. need Lisa controlling my retirement account as right? well. Can I Nautilus. put Lisa in charge of my <laughs> retirement account? Because I sell too early on everything. So if Lisa was in charge, I'd be making a lot more money. Do you know that uh, Left uh, went bullish on Nautilus a couple days ago? Did you see that? Andrew? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was, well, why? Yeah. The, uh, he thinks it's cause... better than Peloton. He thinks it's going to $30 by the end of the year. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, money likes to find the laggard sometimes, and it's like they've missed the boat here. So Nautilus getting a lift here this morning. I mean, Nautilus has been out there for years, though. So this isn't yeah. like something new um obviously you know we know peloton's the hype but it's been an impressive run you know we never have given any love to this look at nautilus back in march it was a buck the stock got down to a dollar 20 it's now 16 dollars. so talking about stocks up a thousand percent so it has been an impressive move for nls as well which obviously we haven't given any love to still not back at the highs that we saw in 2016 when the stock got up to 25 dollars but it's been roaring back here, and it continues to roar back. And you know what? In the short-term trade ch- chart, kind of looks like a breakout here again. So I wouldn't want to be short. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and let's move forward here. Um, also to keep in mind, uh, Peloton did get ratings today from Rosenblatt and uh, Needham. Probably uh, like 10 of them, eh? Yep. One that got a, a raise. Rosenblatt raised uh, price targets to 130 and Needham maintains a buy also and raise price targets to 110. RJ, uh, Rosenblatt. One take from their earnings call. St- Stiefel, KeyBank. <laughs> he a- said that it, they don't expect to return to normalized order to delivery windows in the U.S. before the end of the fiscal second quarter. Um, so this shows that there's, they are running into a little bit of supply issues. 
Um, so just to keep it, it's kind of a good problem to have though, isn't it, Mitch? I mean, you know, you you never want to, you don't want to run into demand issues, supply issues. Okay. Well, we can't keep up with the demand. That's kind of always a good thing, but supply or demand issues you don't want. So if I'd, I'd rather have a supply issue than a demand issue. I agree. We can't keep up with the demand. So it's a good thing. Firing on all cylinders. Of course. Uh, And Joel, Joel, I'm sure you're still riding the bike. (laughs) Uh, well, not well, only long the stock, he's also a client. Yeah, you know what? Though? I, 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 for full disclosure, <laughs> like the hair club for men. For full disclosure, I, I haven't been on it in a while. Come on, oh, why? Stop! Hold the press. Gotta get a ride. Because, he's swimming. He's swimming. Yeah, because the pool, the pool's still open, and so the outdoor pool. So it was fifty-five degrees yesterday when I went. Oh, was, you get yeah. in a fifty-five degree water. No, no, 55 yeah, degrees was, outside. Yeah, it was 55 degrees. How warm's outside. the pool? It's heated. Warm, 80. Ah, eh? uh, you're laughing. You just make it. You just make a dash for that towel when you get out. But uh, <laughs> anyways, let's do All some. Right. Uh, let's do some uh, Oracle earnings. Let's hit it. All right. So Oracle earnings per share at 93 cents a beat of 86 cent estimate and sales up at 9.37 billion, a beat of 9.19. Uh, billion estimate um, is going to be interesting. I think this is, will definitely uh, affect not only Oracle, but uh, a bunch of the other kind of software stocks. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And, and it did help tech. Don't you know, after, right after Oracle reported all tech started to get a rally. So it does help when you get the big tech, it's still a big name, even though it's an old school name, it's still a big name in tech and obviously database and um, Oracle up two bucks here. I'd say $60 is probably the level here that I'd be concerned about. This is where you got up to back in 2019 and you failed and obviously, you know, rejected that level. So can we get up there and take it out this time or does the 60 get rejected here? Once again, full disclosure, I'm still long Oracle, but it has been a laggard really from tech, even though it's up at the highs. Um, you think about what tech has done. Oracle's definitely been a laggard. I guess it's, it's been one of the better old school tech stocks though. Because obviously Intel, Cisco, um, have you know Hewlett Packard. Even if you want to go there, have been you know pretty much disappointments here for a long time. Oracle's holding up, so we're near the highs. It's uh, it's amazing because usually this stock gets hit pretty good on earnings. Yeah, I know. And, I know. and this is and we say that a lot. Well, it bucked a trend this time, and uh, it got up to sixty fifty just real quick on that and right on the number. Uh, but I, I like the number Dennis gave you. It's just kind of settling in here. Someone, someone is making a stand at 60. Uh, you bounce back up there just around 7 o'clock. So you have to look at that. And then also you have the all-time high in this one. Uh, the all-time high is 60.50. So all kinds of reasons. And plus, this is like a big move for Oracle. I know there's some good volume trading it in already. Uh, but if you think about to move Oracle, you know, a couple bucks and a regular session, you need a lot of stock. It's trade. Uh, it's only traded 60,000. So I like that level Triple D gave you. I'm not sure where to, on a pullback, where to buy this one. I, I see this dip here to 57.50. I don't know if that's legit, but uh, all about I, 60. I did bucks. actually right off. And it, I don't know if that's legit, but right in the opening candle, it ran up and then it came back in and then it started to run from there. I think that's probably 
probably not the one. The other candle you're looking at is probably unless it was just like a small bad print or something. Yeah, yeah, could have been. But uh, all right, a few other um, earnings, right? Yep. Chewy. All right. I'll go ahead. Let's move on to Chewy here. Okay. So Chewy with quarterly sales of 1.7 billion, which beat the analyst consensus estimate of 1.69 billion. And what I really liked is their active customers are up at 16.57 uh, thousand versus uh, 12.02 thousand in the same quarter. So the, definitely their active customers are up. And I think th this is why you're definitely seeing them announcing their earning call that Chewy's advantageous position in the pet industry race towards e-commerce and our culture of innovation and singular focus has really pushed the quarter of outperformance. Here's the issue I have with the CHWY quarter. And it was popping initially on, and I was like, I don't get it because they should be firing not only on five, they should be firing all cylinders here, just like Peloton, just like Zoom. I mean, online pet food, people weren't going to the pet stores as much to buy their food. I would think that they would have absolutely blown the numbers away and they beat the numbers, but they didn't blow them away like I would have expected. So that's somewhat concerning. Because um, I don't think the environment gets any better for them. I think this is as good as it gets. So looking at that, I'm not surprised that the stock is actually giving back a little bit here. Still a loved stock, although this trend is starting to get perilously close to breaking. So this is a critical day for Chewy. If you are looking at buying the dip on Chewy, you don't want to see this thing. What you want to see really, if you're looking to buy the dip, is a stock open find some life and then get back up through the opening price, kind of the opposite of what we saw in the tech stocks yesterday. So if you know it opens up and starts to leak, then your opening is the critical number. Until you get back up through that open, I don't want to be long it. So that's how, if you're looking to buy the dip, I'm not looking to buy the dip on Chewy. I still think, you know, I, I, I've dogged the stock for a while, no pun intended, kind of intended. I've dogged the stock for a while. Um, I did say when COVID happened, I mean, this is the best environment it's going to get for it. And the stock has been running because of that. I think when we get back to a little normalcy, I'm not sure everybody's still going to Chewy to buy their pet food. I, I have a, I have an issue too. Do you use Chewy? Yeah, we did. We got a package for, for yesterday. Is it but cheaper? Do, do you think I order that stuff? <laughs> I can tell Lisa you. Lisa runs much. everything, eh? <laughs> what do you do besides swim and stocks, Joel? You don't have to do anything. Uh, well, I haven't been doing my pump, but I have an issue. We all with, need a Lisa. Would you listen? Life. I have an issue okay. with you on this stock. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. You were, you, and I should have roped you into a bet yesterday on this one. You were looking <laughs> at the pre. Remember, Mitch? Yeah, you remember? Yeah. You were <laughs> like, uh, you were looking at this, and you're like, oh, this chart looks good. Oh, this is, and I'm like, well, it's not going to get anywhere near that high from yesterday. And you're like, I like this close. one. You're, I, I want to buy this one off the open. I'm going to buy so much of this stuff. No, you didn't say that. <laughs> and I'm like, so, this but... chart looks tired. You got people trapped ahead of the earnings, and uh, I couldn't. Of course, I couldn't get you know. The, get you to do a wager on it but it just looked tired people took uh, profits ahead of the report and let's see uh pre-market low what did you get to? i wanted to play it for the pre-earnings run and right. this is okay. let's go full disclosure that i wasn't holding <laughs> this through the report at all i no, remember what no, i was saying because no, no, no. just... i had it i had it overnight and i sold it in the pre-market and then i was like it could get the pre-earnings run it popped with the tech, so it kind of did to a certain extent, but you had to get out early. And the tech rollover took this down. 
So let's right. not just say, oh, it was just Chewy that was getting sold. Every tech stock got slammed yesterday afternoon. I mean, look at the queues. It was just following the queues. Yeah. And, you know, the pop in the morning was just following the queues as well. But I like playing the pre-earnings runs. I typically go along the stocks before the earnings, day or two before, hold them to the report, and then sell them before the report because I don't like holding through the earnings because I don't like the coin flip of the earnings report. I agree. And uh, one pattern that I've been noticing is like we saw also in work, um, they're all being compared to Zoom. And Zoom's report was just that great that it's very, very hard to kind of go, you know, apples and apples here. Um, and to look at Chewy's report and try to expect uh, the same kind of growth that you saw in Zoom, it's going to be a little bit hard to match up to that earnings report. Mitch, you're looking good on your work bet here. I mean, I remember this one, 24.30. He's got 28.30, I think, and I've got 20.30 or something like that. So I've got, I've got some work to do, pun intended again. I'm going to pull puns here today. That was Don't actually slack. Not, Don't slack. That was Dennis. actually not intended. Don't slack. Okay, we better stop with the Friday puns here. So uh, Pre-market low and Chewy 56 and a quarter. This is a tough chart. I would, I think before this thing goes back up and, if it goes back up, I think you got some work to do between 55 and 56. You struggled here in August. You broke that down. Then, then you struggled again. You struggled again there. At this, I don't know. For some reason, I think if you're patient over the next couple of days, you might get this uh, in the 55, 55 and a half area. I think that's where you got some work. 55, 25. And, uh, I, I'm still at Chewy. I'm completely lost, oh, Joel. Geez. I'm looking at work. We moved on. You went back to Chewy. Sorry. <laughs> I got to watch the charts more. Okay. I guess Give me Dennis the Chewy numbers again. Because I was looking at work, and you're saying 25 and then 55, and I was like, what stock are we talking about? Yep, that's what happens when we lose a lunch here. Let's move on to Dave and Buster's. All right. <laughs> so, I bet you like, this is get out of here. <laughs> show must move on. P-L-A-Y, best ticker symbol. All right. I don't know who's going to Dave and Buster's, but the earnings here, quarter two earnings per share at a dollar and twenty four cents beats the estimate. Um, uh, they had no, no. 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 It says beats, but it shouldn't be a beat. I have a, a dollar twenty four and I have estimate at a dollar thirty nine. Um, and so sales also missed. Um, no, at, they lost a dollar twenty four versus they, oh, there you go. So that 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 was so it lost a dollar twenty four. I was Woo! like, "There's no way Dave and Buster's made money." Nobody. <laughs> so fifty million dollars versus eighty million dollars. Nightmare quarter. Oof. It's the only reason it's not getting slaughtered is everybody knew nobody's going to Dave and Buster's. I mean, the bloody places have been closed. You know, a lot of them. And if they're open, you know, wearing masks doesn't sound like that much fun. We will return to normal at some point in time, and that's the question. When that is, how long these companies can survive for. I'm sure Dave and Buster's can survive for a while. But if we look at where this was pre-COVID, going back to March, the stock was $45. It's now 17 Is all of this priced into it? Potentially. But obviously not bouncing back. We're back from $4 when everybody thought everything was going out of business in March. That's not the case. So you do have you know, a lot of ways back to get back to 45 The question is, how long? Are we still, you know, in a COVID environment where people are being turned off from going to places like Dave and Buster's? Uh, I'll use my familiar line, the adult Chuck E. Cheese, right? I I did go there uh, pre-COVID and uh, I don't know. I mean, 
I think I don't know if I've ever been there, but uh, tough environment for this one. They did slam it down. You did find buyers just under sixteen fifty. So if you're looking for a target on the downside, sixteen thirty seven, sixteen forty two. Those are your after hours lows. Uh, still, I mean, just on a relative basis here, this thing is still just not participating in the rally. Uh, on the down, on the upside, if you, oh, well, you're not too far away. You had a couple lows at 18. So if you're looking f- to fill the gap here, you want to try short, maybe 18. Not sure if it can get to yesterday's high at eight. Oh, wow. 1923. But let's see if, uh, that old support acts as uh, new resistance today. All right, guys, let's go ahead and let's look at a stock that's coming back here. Uh, it's KODK, Kodak here. Uh, Southeastern Asset Management reports in 13GA a 15.8% stake in Eastman Kodak. And just to note, uh, Benzinga from Benzinga Pro here, uh, the stake was 55% in February. 55% of the whole company? Yep. Wow. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't follow any of that. I'm just going to tell you this Kodak story is just a mess. So <laughs> yeah. every time we get a pop in this thing, I believe it's a sell. Um, it's the only stock that I probably don't like worse than Novavax. So K- KODK, yeah. um, it made no sense, obviously, when it went from to $60 and then was back down at 20 and then back down. We know Luke made some money on the puts. Congratulations, Luke. Also, congratulations, Karen Feinerman, who bought puts. Uh, but it's $6.66. It's a nice pop. Again, I believe they announced this like a couple of weeks ago that they were had an increased stake. And I think they, that, they, that, that was the big move when we saw it go from like 6 to 13. And these, these pops keep getting more muted, meaning they're not popping as much on the news. And this has already leaked back a significant amount of the gains. I just think this story is broken. I think the stock is $2 when we look at it next year. Okay, we did not, get not a cooled off story, an absolutely broken story. It's my opinion. I would not buy the stock. Seven thirty-eight uh, was the pop that you got. Uh, right now, just finding buyers here, kind of patient buyers. Six thirty, six forty range, uh, tight range yesterday, but uh, six and a quarter. If you're looking for a gap fill. Uh, six and a quarter was yesterday's high, five ninety-three. I mean, I, I agree, Dennis. The the pops are getting faded. Spencer and I lost lunch to you on one of the pop and fades, so not much interest Quickly, in this one. And I gave you a huge edge on that, and it still didn't work. Let's go KR. Let's go Kroger. And they just announced here a minute ago, so hot off the press. Uh, Mitchie, give us the numbers. All right, so Kroger's numbers here. Kroger had a quarter two adjusted uh, earnings per share of 73 cents, a beat of 55 cent estimate. Sales are up here at 30.49 billion, a beat of 29.95 billion estimate. Um, Looking good here in Kroger. The trend of stocking up your cupboard continued last quarter. Obviously, we know this environment has been very good for the grocery stores as well. Does that continue forever? Probably not. With that being said, I believe the Kroger before COVID, I think I've, I've been into some Kroger's. They've done Turn it around. Rack, turned around these stores. Like this stores, you know, and obviously still one of the biggest grocers, if not the biggest grocer, pure grocery store in the U.S. But these stores are starting to look more like a Walmart. And I am impressed with, you know, the whole way Kroger's look. I, I have traded a few times in here. 
I wish, um, you know, I was, I stuck a little bit in the long-term portfolio and held on to it. If this was to ever pull back into the low thirties, I would be a buyer Kroger. I do believe that, you know, that whatever management's behind this, they're doing a great job with these stores and they're starting to look like Target and Walmart, which is always, you know, a good thing. It's uh, it's pressing here. Let's see what it can. Let's see the uh, big, big number. We'll go one number only. And uh, that's been the high of the move. 37.22. Let's get up there and for a breakout. I don't know. I, this thing, usually it's given back gains the last couple of earnings reports. So I don't think you can see that 37.32. We just ticked uh, 36.75 and we're back into 35 handles. Well, so, well, yeah, and they also announced a buyback, a $1 mm-hmm. billion dollar buyback, just as I was speaking. That just came out there as well. So lots of good news here for Kroger today. Let's see if you can hold on to the gains. I still like the story, but you do have some overhead supply near those highs just from a few days ago up at 37.22. I think on the downside here, you had a nice buyer just under 35. Actually, closed kind of weak yesterday. So street was, I mean, maybe some of the market dynamics. Uh, but if you were looking, three lows in a row between 34.60 and 34.72. It doesn't look like we're going to see that today, but uh, that's a, that's some nice support. Let's see if we can take out that 37.22 high. S&Ps are fading a little bit bit here nothing major we got up to 35.75 and we're now we're back at 33.60 and it just i have nothing up here you know you had uh the close from uh what's today friday the close from wednesday was 3400 and a quarter i don't think you're gonna get there your low for the week is 32.95 you're like you're smack dab in the middle here uh so market undecided here on this friday Friday here, uh, 9-11, too, September 11th. We didn't really think about that. but um, The contrarian is winning in the last week, and that's something to consider as well. If you're chasing moves, you're losing money. So yesterday's obviously big up pre-market, you you know, faded, you know, an hour after the open. We're seeing the same thing happening this morning. We were up substantially higher on the S&Ps, and we are already starting to leak here. So chasing moves is not working in this market right now, and keep that in mind. Um, speaking of chasing moves not working, Nikola is down here again this morning. Ooh. Obviously, the Hindenburg uh, short thesis here is the, the catalyst why the stock continues to leak. But, you know, we, we talked about it not being good for GM, and then I didn't short GM. I never even thought about it. <laughs> Like I talked about it yesterday, and then it opened right at the high General Motors and went down all day. So if you are trading Nikola, GM is linked to this to a certain extent right now. Um, as Nikola gets weaker, GM is following suit yeah. for a little bit. Um, just because this was like, oh, okay, they're going to try to get into the EV market, EV truck market through this. And obviously, you know, this press from Hindenburg sort thesis came out at the worst possible time and you're just hoping that gm like i said yesterday did their due diligence on this deal and that some of these allegations are not correct i mean some of it was like petty little stuff like they were saying and, and it, it does show you like they're like i i just you know i glimpsed the report but they were saying like they pushed the one truck up the hill because they're obviously the trucks you know aren't even you know really built yet and then they let it roll down the hill to see you actually you know to, 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 to mimic it driving but it was actually just rolling down the hill. I mean, this is petty little stuff and maybe they did that. But the one thing I've said is, you know, we know that the management has been very promotional on the stock. I firmly believe that the management of a company should not be concerned with the short-term performance of their stock. 
They should be concerned about growing the company and the stock will look after itself. When you have management that's constantly promoting their stock and concerned, and even to the extent where, oh, we're going to fight the allegations, you know, that Hindenburg has put out there. If the allegations are false, just if it's knocked your stock price down, that means it's a deal. Your stock price is a deal all of a sudden. So just worry about running the company. Don't worry about short sellers. You know, Elon Musk, think about how much he battled short sellers for years and years, um, you know, worrying about that. It's worked out, obviously, very well for Elon Musk. But, you know, as long as you're worrying and growing the company, you don't have to worry about people shorting your stock. Because if you are growing the company, the, the shorts will get punished just from you succeeding in the company's performance. So right. I think you shouldn't be concerned about you know somebody with a short you know thesis here on your stock you can defend yourself and but a lot of the bigger companies just ignore this type of stuff and i think that's the better approach yep i think one thing to keep an eye out today just to put it out there for everybody is trevor milton's uh twitter he has been saying that he's going to come out with a report against the short report so he said that he's been working hard on a rebuttal for the Hindenburg for 14 hours to provide a clear, factual, low emotional answer to the report. Just, uh, it, he said that it will be out before the market open. Yeah, worrying that much about his stock being down. Stop worrying about your stock being down. Start worrying about getting that truck up and running and now expanding <laughs> your relationship with General Motors. That's my tip to the management of Nikola. Don't worry about it. Just tell them it's, you know, they have their opinions. We believe it's all false and move on. You don't have to go line for line trying to get your stock price to go back up. Perform, get the company performance, you know, obviously get the trucks built, get, get everything, you know, going, what you say you can do, continue to, you know, run the company as well as you, you say you can run it and the stock will look after itself. Don't worry about short term price movement in your stock. I agree. I would have to agree. Um, uh, I think you could take a quote from Elon Musk. Um, and he said, don't play with the same old chess pieces. Um, so th- don't, don't keep trying to promote, you know, focus on your stock, focus on your business. Yeah. Focus and on I the think- business. Warren Buffett, you know, never worried about stock performance. He's never done a split before. He could have done splits and people are like, oh, Buffett's splitting. He never worried about his stock performance or his, you know, company's Berkshire Hathaway stock performance. He just worried about buying good companies at reasonable prices and growing the assets of the firm in that way. And, you know, and, and that's the way you should be running a company. When you're so worried about what your stock is doing day to day. I mean, the best CEOs come on CNBC and they'll ask, well, why is your stock down today? And the best answer to that, and I really respect the CEOs, is like, I'm not concerned about short-term stock price movement. I'm just concerned about growing this company. So I don't know why it's down today. You're, you're, and, and they were even saying, somebody on yes, or two days ago, Faber was asking him, he's like, you'd be much, you know, more, uh, know more about the short-term price movement than I would. I can't tell you why my stock is down short-term. I can just tell you what we're doing on the company. That is the best approach. Don't worry about where your stock price is. It's when it's got hit on it. Well, show the shorts by growing your company and doing everything that you're promising to do. And exactly. for someone to, I mean, this whole, you know, electric car, electric truck thing for a person that thinks, you know, there's going to be a lot less cars and trucks on the road in the next five to 10 years. I really don't see, you know, maybe all of them are going to be electric and maybe everyone's going to be driving a Tesla. But I just might, and I can't shake this fundamental, you know, thesis that there are going to be less cars on the road. It could be less drivers. I, I don't know. But um, anyway, trucks too. So. Trucks. Like what? I mean, what's wrong with the f-150 right i mean they, 
<laughs> I got one in my. I got one right outside here. Right yeah, now. I don't see Love the F one fifty. Yeah, I mean, Ford stock is not reflective of that, but uh, yeah. Yeah, anyways, uh, GM. We talked about that pop, and you know, it was like, was that pop gonna hold? Right, that was a really unusual move. Well, we got the answer here. They got submarine by the uh, Nicola, Nicola, whatever you want to call it. Just drifting lower here in the in the pre. Well, we're up 13 cents. I'd keep an eye on yesterday's low. Maybe there's some institutions lurking at 30 here, just because it had the big pop, and maybe short sellers are looking to bring it in at that level. But look at your New York books. See if you have any uh, any institutional bids there in uh, gm and you don't even need to look at ford i'm sure ford's right at seven bucks it seems to always be at seven bucks so. <laughs> it never goes up and uh, obviously gm they're gonna come out with electric vehicles though like let's be honest ford is not gonna sit here and just watch the whole ev wave you know mm-hmm. and we're just gonna keep u- using gas guzzling cars they're coming out with ev too in, in five to 10 years, Joel says going to be less cars on the road. That's probably true. But a lot of those cars are going to be electric. Yeah, electric. And yes, Tesla is the leader right now. Tesla is the absolute leader. But don't kid yourself. There is definitely a market here where Ford and General Motors and Chrysler and Fiat, or I guess Fiat now, all Toyota, they're all going to have electric vehicles. There's going to be a lot of competition for Tesla coming, not just from little startups. So... Um, if you're just banking that Tesla's going to have 100% of the market, it's not going to happen. I believe that they're over 40% of the market right now. That market share is likely to go down once the competitors come out with cool electric vehicles as well. So that's a concern for Tesla shareholders in the long term as well when you got these nosebleed valuations. Now, whether Tesla moves into the solar and they move into other things, that's to be determined as well. Are we getting Raz on here today? Yeah, Raz on. Uh, is Raz coming eight, on? Is he on schedule? Okay, eight forty-five. Because he'll want to talk about this stuff too. So I don't want to. Yeah, definitely. All Um, right, I have I have one that we can check out. Uh, It's actually a parabolic mover from yesterday. I know we have a lot of day traders in our chat room, Uh, so let's go ahead and let's pull this up. This is uh, YTEN. So yield ten bioscience jumps fifty-four percent after HC Wainwright initiates a buy rating. I think we talked about this yesterday. It was at least on my radar. It was on my sheet to talk about if we didn't talk about it. I mean, people get so excited. And they put a $25 price target on this thing yesterday. So that's where it's like, whoa, it's close to six bucks, 25. Bye, 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 bye. And you know what? It was a selling opportunity. And it was a ridiculous note. The thing got up to yesterday morning, like over $9, I believe. Oh, no, 10. It almost hit 10. I mean, the stock closes six. You got one analyst giving an opinion it could go to 25 and they buy it up to 10. That's a quick way to lose. No, it wasn't even at six. It was at $4.35. So obviously still up from where it was. But when you're chasing an analyst call, this isn't fundamental information. This is an opinion from an analyst. Don't pay up 100% for a stock because an analyst comes, analyst comes out with a bullish note. That is a quick way to lose money. This was a sell yesterday. Um, H.C. Wainwright comes out with, you know, and, and there obviously maybe there's some really good analysts in there, uh, yeah. but they come out with some, they, they, they've done this before. They come out with some really high targets um, and people are like, whoa, this stock, I got to buy it at 10 because it's going to 25 and it's at six. So <laughs> don't chase analyst notes. That's my opinion. Analyst- Unless... You can pay up a little bit, but you got to know what it's worth. No analyst note is worth 100%. None. None, in my opinion. I've never bought an analyst, you know, an analyst note and paid up 100% for stock. Would I pay up 3 4% when the, stock's, when the analyst says it can go up 400%? Sure. 
but it's all risk reward. Now you're paying up 100%, and these are 12-month 12, 12 price targets too. Maybe it does come to fruition, but you're paying up big time, and now you're getting punished for it, and I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually fills a gap. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a good day. Um, you did get nearly 950 in pre-market trading, and then, oh, uh, but during the regular session, I'm just curious where this opened. Uh, this would have been one that if you shorted the open, you probably got your head chopped off because 736 and went up to 845, uh, kind of in the area of the high that you had back here in June, not quite. Uh, but when it came back down through that open, then uh, you probably did not take much heat That's at the all. the striking point. Yep. And right here, this is reflective of the chart from yesterday. You came back down through there. You made a little 588. I keep an eye on the close today. I mean, we're 49 cents away from that. A lot of people are stuck. I think this thing's going to have a hard time getting green. And if you're looking for a gap fill, 455 uh, was the high in Wednesday's range. That's a little ways to go. But first things first, you got to take out the low from yesterday at 588. But uh, not a good day, not holding those gains. You need that low to hold if you want yeah. the bullish thesis. But this is everyone caught here. 219,000 shares of trade already. It's down another 50 cents. A lot of short-term traders caught long this. Don't chase analyst upgrades don't chase great great lesson there guys all right let's go ahead and take a look at one that i talked about yesterday mentioned in the chat uh, let's look at gan um, i'm gonna leave rocket for the Razman. i know that you sure. guys want to talk rocket but trust me jason's the man to talk rocket he's the man to talk gan too but um i talked in yesterday i like it it didn't respond much though so here is one concern the thing behind the thing we had such a good day with pen gaming we had such a good day with DKNG and both of those stocks, well, Penn Gaming was trading up more this morning. It started to leak the gains here too. We have the start of the NFL football season. GAN still being left in the dust and ignored. And that is somewhat concerning. And I'm going to be very interested to find out what Jason says in a couple of minutes here. But the relative performance from GAN compared to Penn Gaming, DKNG, and LCA for that matter. We know um, LCA, we've been playing that as well. Um, and it's going to be eventually... Um, uh, have the online uh, sports betting as well. So those three are more direct plays. Again, the thing behind the thing, getting forgotten here. So is this an opportunity or is it a concern? We're going to ask Raz that question in one minute. Huh, let's see. The Chiefs put the hurt to the Texans last night. I didn't watch one second of that. Did you catch any of that, Dennis? No, no I didn't. Mitch, oh. did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I mean, it started off like uh, the way I like it, uh, the the – kind of what I think is the losing team going up 7-0. Uh, just to put it out there, that's that's my kind of play in the in the sports betting world. I'm in Colorado, so in legal gambling here. So if I see the losing team go up, that's when I jump on it. Then you saw the Chiefs win. They just yeah, started they going away. Yeah, no, impressive. All right, 844. Do we have uh, the Razman at yet? Yes, in let's the bring queue? him on We're here. bringing him in. He's ready. He'll be rocking. Promoting right now. Let's get him in here. The Raz alert time. Good oh, he's in the office, too. Nice. Good morning. Back at the office. Back at the office. It's time to go. Back again. Tell a friend. Jason Rasnick is back here at the office. <laughs> oh, nice. I Laid it down. I know. I, need, I should put a siren on it. My siren moment. Um, but here we go. Here we go. So, uh, so we got questions for you. Gia yeah. And Rocket. I, 
I got it all. I got it all. Well, Rocket, I got to look into then for you guys. But because um, I'm owning Rocket for a long term, like I am, I am, I am, uh, I'm a believer. So, but I got to look at the price and see where what the action's at. I mean, what are we at? What are we at today? Put up a chart. Let's talk 2340 about twenty-three forty RKT. So it hasn't really. It tries, and I mean, the market is holding this down too because it has tried to bounce with the market, and then it's not getting the bounce. It's somewhat concerning here. I've been, I've added to my position in here in the long-term retirement account because Raz a believer. I'm a believer. Go Detroit Rocket Companies. I want it to work out here as well. Uh, but it is concerning that it's not bouncing out of here. But again, the market has been weak too, so that's holding it down. Yes. So, what, what, you know, the market is trying to find, in my opinion, new favorites. And it's not easy just to go find another favorite, like to make this be, be this, you know, stock that goes up. Every point that Rocket goes up, every point, just remember that it's $2 billion in valuation. Rocket went public around a $35 billion valuation. So every point it goes up, it's $2 billion in valuation. I know, I know, I know. People don't look at valuation these days and we just like go trade the trend. You know, um, but Rocket is positioned to excel for the long term. Do I see like a big 23 to 28? It totally could. I mean, there could be news that it announces these guys work harder than anyone I know in the business. And they're, I mean, people like think about core values as something that's like a passing thing. Benzinga has core values that we learned from Rocket and we use some of them, but they live and breathe it. And when you can do that, and when you can do mortgages in all these states and all these partnerships, I'm a long-term believer in Rocket. You know, I bought more when it went to like 2280 or at the bottom of 23, but I bought my original stake at 23 and I sold a small amount at 2420. And then I also sold some that day, but I, I own a lot of it. It's one of my biggest holdings and I own an 18. I'm definitely not selling those for, I don't want that short-term tax until we move to Puerto Rico. So, huh. um, oh yeah, Peter Schiff lives in Puerto Rico. I have a, I'm, You're ready to go. You're gonna go move next door to Peter. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I talked to the, a CPA two days ago. No, I don't know. It's just something to talk <laughs> about. It's it's something to talk about. But it okay. it it came back uh, to the really that point of origin where you know it came up, it got the Kramer lift, and then it just kept going all the way. Ran into earnings. Probably got a little bit overdone. It, it did. You know, it got overdone. And change, and now. Uh, I mean, I noticed this thing before. It likes it's pretty technical, and I think right now, if you're looking at this in a, as a shorter term trade, you gotta you gotta love what's happening here at 22. You had 2220. Uh, that was the low on the 20th when the uh, move started. Then the last couple sessions, 22.55, 22.56, I think some of the big boys are stepping up here. So from a swing trade perspective, you want to see it hold here uh, and get back some of these losses. But I just think you just got some patient accumulation going down here, and you're not having like a crazy move that you did uh, back at the end of August. Yes, okay. So Rocket, I mean – I don't think you're going wrong buying Rocket at this price, I guess, is, is my answer for you guys. But I do – okay, so I have a couple of things on my agenda. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask everyone before we get going this morning a little bit, where are you from? In the chat room, in the YouTube chat room, or the premarket.benzinga.com, put your state, your country. I want to see how far the show spreads. I want to see where people are. Just give me a – you know how we do the number ones and twos? You know, if you like Dennis, do a one. If you don't like him, just kidding. But do like the – Tell me your state or country, wherever you are. We want to see how far the show spreads. I saw this in a um, on a TikTok thing oh, yesterday. Cool. That's cool. Oh, look at we that! Look at that. Oh my God! Wow! 
Wow, this is amazing. That's Holy called interaction moly. right there. Spain, exactly. Maybe that's that's Spain. Just, I, I don't I, I don't Columbia. know why Mitch refu- I don't Guatemala. know why Mitch refuses to have interaction, but it's okay. <laughs> Beijing. Um, Lithuania, London, uh, Madrid, Africa. Spain, Romania, Miami, Greece. Paris. Hey, Miami person, why don't you invite us? Come on. Let's do something. Saudi <laughs> like Arabia. Miami. Look at this. Look at this, Joel. Look at this. Look at these countries. Holy cow. We got we Germany up there. This. Montreal. The- okay, so this is good. Okay, keep it going. I'm going to give now I'm going to keep the keep the momentum going. So I asked that one. I am good guys. People have asked me to have Kathy Wood on um, from Ark Investment. We are scheduled in the day now, but she's committed nice. to come on. We're going to have Kathy Wood, Gene Munster, and hopefully Gordon Johnson, the, the Tesla short guy. Oh, that'd and, be good. Um, going against yeah, each so, other. <laughs> I want to see if they'll go against each other. I don't know if it's going to be against or it's going to be, be refuting points. I'm going to try Ecuador. I like that. Michigan. Hey, Ken Hall, stop by our Benzinga Detroit office. We're all here. Um, or not, we're all here. There's like eight of us here. Um, okay. So then a couple stocks that I did buy. I want to go to that right away. I, I, I want to give, get back to giving stock picks. And also, guys, if I, if I can, sh- uh, maybe I should share my screen. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I sold a bunch of stuff too. Um, so, haha, Mike, stop giving Gordon airtime. Okay. I bought Dunkin' Donuts. I've been buying it for the last two weeks. My original thesis on Dunkin' Donuts was so many people like their coffee better than Starbucks these days. I, I've seen it. I looked at the, the Google trend data for it. The Google trend data is showing Dunkin' Coffee searched way higher. My wife, that's all she wants to drink. She still does her very, very hibiscus. But then my daughter, who I could bring over here, I brought her to work. She's in the thing. She, where does she want to go? Where does she dying to go? Literally like going crazy. I need to go to Dunkin'. Now, she doesn't even know what Dunkin' Donuts is. She needs to go to Dunkin'. Why does, why does Riley, my daughter, my, um, want to go to Dunkin'? She wants to go to Dunkin' because Charlie D'Amelio from TikTok has a drink. Um, and, um, huh. and, so, and we literally were searching for Dunkin' last night, and now we couldn't find one. And Charlie is so big, Dunkin' was smart to ride the wave of Charlie. I think this is going to be an outperformer. So I bought Dunkin' call options, December 18s, 90s. Um, sort of smaller position, but then I bought the stock as well. And I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna look at earnings day. I'm gonna play it. You know, I'm You're looking for all time highs in Duncan. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, and I think it's gonna keep going, dude. I, I'm telling you, I don't. I don't know why. Why would the stock sell off, Dennis? I mean, you, Joel, you can give me a technicals if you. You know, uh, seventy eight. It just seems that you're, you're above that there. right now. It's yeah, it's uh, above it in the pre market. So. It, Old resistance to support. Uh, Raz, did you go by the old office? Isn't there one by the old office? A Dunkin' Donuts? Um, maybe a mile, point four. I said Google Maps. Well, here's the funny thing, guys. So I did the Google Maps where I looked up and I couldn't, and I, they looked at their clothes, and there was a police officer right where we were standing, and I was embarrassed to ask him because he probably thought I was offending him. Like, <laughs> hey, is there a Dunkin' Donuts right here? So I tell Riley, who's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was so uncomfortable with it. So I tell Ron, like, Riley, please go ask him because then it'll be fine. <laughs> and she like, so then I had to walk with her then. So like, whatever. But we asked him and he's like, yeah, I don't know one around. He was really nice. He was like, you should go to Steak Shack. It's right here. It's across the street. And um, so my price basis for Duncan, I just been buying for the last two weeks. Um, what are we at? We're about like 71, not like much, not much lower. Uh, okay, now we got to talk about Slack for a second. Right, we yeah. got to talk about Slack. It's really important. I know. And then, th- then we're going to go. Then we're going to Gan, and I have some new color on Gan. Okay. Okay. Excellent. I found some out some research, and I yeah. and I'm excited to have him on. But we got to go to um, Slack. I don't know if you guys remember last Friday on the show, my friend 
colleague, partner, Dennis Dick, said <laughs> slack work never performs well at earnings. They always underperform. They always do that. And you said that. You said it. You warned people. Okay. Um, I originally bought, you know, Slack at $34 when it went public and I bought it. I kept buying it and buying it all the way down. My cost basis is actually $17.23 on Slack. I still own a small amount, like not a huge amount. Um, I sell when it gets in the 30s. I trim. And then when it goes back to the low 20s, I sell. I, I, sell. I still have, not even say, 300 shares of it. That's what I have left. I used to have a lot more. Um, and I didn't sell like anything the day before earnings because I just don't have a big enough position. These, I mean, Slack has been a huge underperformer. Um, another stock, guys, that I sold, you're going to freak out when I tell you, um, I sold, uh, and Dennis teases me on my position selling. I sold 20% of the position, though. I really did. <laughs> I, I, I sold, I'm up 420% on it. I sold Zoom, 20% um, of the position. I, my, at my cost basis on Zoom is $73.86, and I sold 20% last week. I trimmed a lot of different things because – I just, I don't know. I want us to be able to sleep better at night. And when the market is toppy, like what I saw, I mean, it was going up every day. And then I saw it being a little toppy. It doesn't mean there's not good values out there, but my, my thesis guys, and it's more of a fundamental one is like the money has been too easy for people yeah. and, and it could, it could be bad. I, I don't, Sarah Hubbard, I'm sorry. I don't know anything about express spa. I've been out of that for four months. Um, so I don't know anything about it, but you know what I mean? So that's my, that's my story on Slack. So I still own it. And, and um, another stock that I bought ahead of earnings big time, I can't wait to see, I bought call options on it, is I bought Peloton. I bought more of it. You guys know you know my cost base on Peloton is $42, but I bought more of Peloton yesterday. And it did, it did spike to like 92 yesterday. So the question is, did I get my call options at a good price? I don't know. So we'll see when it goes public. And then um, the last stock that I bought this week um, was NVIDIA um, with the new chip. So I was just like, I, I wanted to get a little out of the uh, whatever, just diversify out of there. But I definitely trimmed a lot, and we're gonna, we're going to go to Gan um, in a second. Um, I just want to tell you the color. It's been a nice pullback. If you have a tech stock you want again, like an Nvidia, I mean, we know it's the leader. Chips are not going away. Valuation fifty five times forward earnings is a little bit stretched still here. But at the same time, I mean, the leaders continue to lead. It seems like even, and this is a pullback here. So you're doing it the right way. We say buy the good stocks on pullbacks here, and that's what Raz is doing here, looking at stocks that he wanted to be in, and maybe using that opportunity to get into a stock like Nvidia. Um, I'm a little bit so spooked on it because it's been such a run. And like you were saying earlier, the money's been so easy that maybe we're in for a little bit of a prolonged sell-off. I didn't like yesterday's action in the NASDAQ, obviously, you know, giving back a lot of the gains that we had done from the day before. So it's telling you there's still some overhead supply issues. Oh, yeah, exactly. Either that, and, and I'm glad I'm going to my orders. I sold Yeti. I want you guys to know I sold Yeti. You're, um, out entirely? I'm out entirely. I sold it at... 49.30 and 48.80. Um, and I know it was at 51, but I'm out entirely. Mitch, I know you're, you know, thought I'd go like to more 60 ish. I just, I got out entirely. I wanted to get out of one of these positions. I was, in, I felt like I was in too many. I just wanted to get out of one. I also sold one more. I sold Ford. Um, I know I, I like Ford because of the Bronco, but we have some time before that one really plays out. And it was, I, so I sold, I sold some Ford. Um, I sold all of the Ford actually. And maybe I'll buy it back. I don't know if I sold it for a loss or what I it was it was I think it was mostly break even. By the same price, it's never moves. If I <laughs> bought it seven yeah, ex exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, so here's a story on Gan. I I know they like it rapid. 
So there's another company called White. I'm going to put it in the YouTube chat room, so feel free to take it and Mitch and put it in the other chat room too, but it's called White Hat Gaming, okay? White Hat Gaming is huge in Europe. They do a lot of the back-end software. When Penn, Penn National for their Barstool Sports app, they use GAN for their social bets, not the real money thing. And they're using White Hat Gaming for the real money part of it. The, and so here's part of the theory. So we talk about the thing behind the thing. We like to buy the thing behind the thing. Dennis talked about it earlier today. And, you know, we always talk about that. One of the plays is Penn could potentially buy this White Hat Gaming. They potentially could buy it, and if they do, that takes out one player in this space. There's three to four big players in the sportsbook slash casino back-end gaming space, and, and GAN is one of them, G-A-N, and I know GAN sold off because they lost that FanDuel contract, but they kept the casino, which is a bigger potential opportunity. Now, GAN keeps teasing this huge contract, and they talk about Michigan and these other states. They keep teasing it, so that could be the positive um, bonus for GAN. This White Hat Gaming is one of these other players that has, has made headway. What I'm wondering and seeing is, is like, you know, how Amazon would buy vertical suppliers. If White Hat Gaming gets taken out by Penn, which some people are thinking they may buy it because it powers their whole app and stuff, uh, or try to attempt to buy it like they bought Barstool, then GAN becomes way more valuable. There's only a few vendors of this. It's like how Twilio does the text messages for your phones. GAN enables gambling or sports book and all that and that kind of stuff. So I believe that there's still value in GAN, but the concern is we need to start seeing GAN get more of these contracts. Now they do have contracts. They do have it. And I know Zoltan and, and Mitch are working hard to get the CEO on. I have great questions because I'm very familiar now with White Hat Gaming. I'm very familiar with GAN and I'm very familiar how the market share is working out in the space. The, the thing that I don't think people are taking account for, sports gambling and online gambling, in my opinion, is going to be way larger than it was pre-COVID. For sure. Because I think so, too. You, why do you think so? Then I would love to hear that. Yeah. Because I think people are looking you know, to bet, and it's obviously the online aspect yep. of it, too, but yep. people are staying at home a lot more. Yeah, I think they're, they're going not going to, be going to the games. Yeah, if you're not going, think about this. If you're a little bit more spooked to go into the casinos, maybe you just turned off of it, and maybe you just like sitting at home. You can watch, you know, maybe a, maybe a, a gambler who is addicted to like going in and playing your slot machines and going this is like, oh, you know, I kind of like watching sports, and the sports betting thing's so easy to do online here. I don't have to go in the casino. I get my gambling fix right from sitting in my own chair. So yep. I think I, I think it helps too. Yep, and 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 I and I've owned call options and pen for a while. And I still own them. They're October's. I'm not selling them. I actually bought some more of the stock. But um, and you know the thing that we talk about, Kramer talked about it two days ago. You could have bought Penn at three dollars, okay? And now it's at sixty-three. You know what? You know what happens? You quickly forget why you didn't buy Penn at three dollars. The reason was it wasn't like, hey, do we think Penn's going to close up and all the out of business? The reason was we the, there was a chance the equity value was going to go bankrupt because yes. they have a huge note. So we talked on the show, Dennis, Joel, me, Spencer, we talked on the show about buying Penn at $3 or $6. The concern was, is it, you know, it's a, it was a binary bet. It was either going to go up or go bankrupt because they have this big note. And if they had to get a, you know, they had to get terms adjusted. So it's not as obvious. Oh, I should have bought it at three. It was this, you know, 
And yeah, Yogo, LCA, Dennis brought it to the show and it's, it's bouncing. You got to have patience. I didn't have patience on LCA. I got out of it. So I'm a loser on LCA, egg on my face, no doubt about it. Um, but like you, you, you got to have patience for these things. So GAN is still a question mark, Dennis, because you see these pens, you see these DraftKings. The part that I'm liking about, pen, uh, about GAN is that it's not getting the notoriety of Penn and DraftKings because they already have the brand and stuff. GAN is the thing behind the thing. You, Twilio, one I talked about for many months and years, just like I talked about Zoom, but Twilio, it didn't get the press. It didn't get the play. HubSpot was another one of my plays. I gave HubSpot, this is before the show because I wasn't doing these Friday appearances. I was giving HubSpot at 40 to 60 to $70 and the thing still is at 300 bucks. And that's the, the marketing software we use at our company at Benzinga. And, um, and like, it was a thing I think no one was talking about it. I even like, I knew someone that was me with Mark Benioff and I, I told him to ask Mark, why don't they buy HubSpot at 70 bucks? Now it's at 300. And so, um, or it's at 285 now, but, um, so, maybe the point Jason is you gotta be just, you know, person, or maybe you gotta be more patient no. with the thing behind the thing, because it's not so obvious and everybody uh, isn't talking about it. Maybe it yeah. takes more time to play out when you're buying the thing behind that, the thing, like again. That's Let me my, jump in here, guys. Uh, one oh. thing I did, one thing I, I, I kind of spoke about Twilio yesterday too, Jason. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I saw Twilio when it was at $30. And it's like you said, um, it wasn't getting the notoriety. Um, everyone was say, saying that it was just the thing behind the thing and that they would be replaced by something else. Um, but I, I agree with you in the long term. Uh, GAN, yep. so, GAN does have the package. Exactly. So, well, so great point, Mitch. And the Twilio, where I guess I had an unfair advantage, is I went to high school, middle school, and elementary school with the CEO of Twilio. So I just knew that that guy's smart and gets things done. What I don't have, Mitch, is the knowledge of the CEO and the business of GAN, and I hope we get the CEO on because I, I can hopefully make a judgment there. Um, so um, that is, you know, that's the question. It's execution risk, guys. It's all it is. It's execution risk. If Benzinga was, you know, out there operating GAN, we'd be getting business clients uh, everywhere. We'd have all the people in the pre-market show, you know, say, hey, you guys got to use GAN. We'd rule the world. You guys know, like, this is a community, and we're going to do a lot more with it you know, going forward very soon. And um, this is a community that we, we build together. So am I in Baba? No. But my dad is in Baba, so he loves it. Don't know why. Um, oh, there was news of Twilio accounting issues. I mean, yeah, I, I remember that. And that's the time you – see, you got to – be willing to buy in weakness. Hey, guess what stock I bought more this week? Call options on it, Dennis. You didn't buy Nikola calls, did you? No, no. <laughs> so Nikola got I, slammed. I never, what was it? I never, never did. But I bought on Tuesday, Mr. Tesla went to like 315. Um, I was golfing with Bryson DeChambeau and Ricky Fowler. Bryson DeChambeau can hit the ball 360 yards. It was crazy. Holy the guy God. told me the, the guy the guy told me to retire from golf. He said I uh, should just quit golf. But then he said he was joking. <laughs> but then he said he felt bad because I really did duck hook the drive in front of all those people. He's like, I think you should take two weeks off and then just throw your clubs away. And then he thought that I like <laughs> thought he was like complete. So he like, started apologizing. But I am a fan of Bryson now. So um, yes, yes, I'm an Apple. But I bought Tesla. I bought uh, a, a few call options of Tesla between three fifteen and three forty. Um, and I'm gonna sell one of them today. So that's what I bought. 
Buying the dip. Buy the dip. Buy the dip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. If you guys are on Benzinga Pro, I put some of these trades there, um, and I find these on the scanners. I like to look at 52-week highs. I like to look movers. But, yeah, GAN isn't moving. Um, Upwork, Upwork is just sitting there. Will you put up the Upwork chart, Joel? Sure. I, I, I think – because I, I sold – guys, Dennis, I'm telling you, I sold a bunch of stuff. I wanted to sleep better at night, you know? It, I, and I that's it. And that's such a good point you're making. I mean, if you're sitting here, Josh Brown made this point on CNBC two days ago too. If you're, did you see here, Josh Brown wearing our shirt? Was he on CNBC? That'd be pretty cool. No, he, uh, <laughs> get him to wear our shirt on CNBC. We love Josh Brown. Yeah, on it, on his, he made on his, a great point yesterday, and you were making this point too. If you're not sleeping well, and if you see this 10 percent correction in the Nasdaq in four days, and you are looking at it and like, and this is the point Josh Brown was making, and you're not sleeping well, and you're like, oh boy, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm on margin here, and I'm in trouble. Don't be on margin then. If you can't handle losing, you know, 10% in four days, this is the stock market and this can happen. And everybody who's just started March, you know, has been going straight up, straight up, straight up. They're like, oh, this is the easiest thing ever. I'm just going to mortgage my house, margin everything, you know, and put everything in the markets because I'm just going to make so much money at this. This can happen. You know, you can get significant corrections and you can lose a lot of money here. So if you're not sleeping well at money uh, at night, if you're not sleeping well at night, it means you're too long. It means you're too exposed. You've got to be able to sleep at night. So don't expose yourself that you're losing sleep yeah and and the other thing dennis is like some people are day trading like you for a living and some people like i'm working at benzinga building benzinga and i don't want it to sit there and look at trades and stuff like that and so and because this is not that's not my focus to be a trader i we want to produce tools that are great to help you guys make money i mean those things that you and i talk about how we need to improve on benzinga pro we're poster and a lot of things that's where my focus is so i try to buy these things that i don't have to look at all the time now someone did say that we got out of cannabis that's not true sir i own uh trssf trssf um we have and we have a cannabis hour every thursday so if you're looking for cannabis stuff that you can uh, yeah they should have alan brockstein on you guys you guys should have alan brockstein on maybe we'll get them on again soon yeah yeah so trssf is that the symbol that's the one cannabis stock I own right now. I, again, I know the management and I like them. So that's why I own it. I bought it at uh, $3 at $4.59. Um, you know, it might be a riskier one, but again, these are long-term, long-term things. Um, Cloudera. Cloudera is another good SaaS thing. I mean, I own, I mean, there's like things like, again, remember I looked at what Benzinga spends money on. I own Ring Central. Yes, I own Apple. We spent a lot of money with Apple. I mean, like um, Upwork. Yes, John Paul. I still have call options on Upwork. I sold my comment because it's not moving. My call options are for January. I think next earnings will be good for Upwork. Um, if they're not, then I'll send you more t-shirts. <laughs> um, uh, but that's, I own call options. So I'll either, it's a binary bet again. I'll, it'll be either a zero or not. Um, and Workhorse, that's a, that's a Mitch Hotch play. And, and a Dennis play because Dennis made 30K off that. And I made zero on workhorse i wasn't a believer for some reason yeah i tried to give it to you rez you tried. did you, you didn't even just try you did you you were almost annoying with it um <laughs> you know um james shinola is down the street from benzinga maybe maybe there was some inspiration from there you, you're very observant all right so i know it's 908 guys and i know dennis needs to go make some money and joel and mitch and all that stuff but if you, you know if you have a brokerage let them know they should add Benzinga news to their service or more of it. We really, really appreciate that. If you do it, send me a screenshot to Jason at Benzinga.com and I'll get you a t-shirt. I just need your size and your address. We have the whole shipping system built. Um, we have packages. 
You know, if you can just spread the word about Benzinga, we're looking for these more, more license deals so we can get our content out there and help the show. Um, I also like Zynga, Z-N-G-A. I like gaming. I'm a, I'm a gaming believer, you know, yeah. and you love, hey, Mazza, we love you too. Um, and um, I mean, we got a nice pullback in all the gaming stocks here. I'm long a bunch of them still too. I don't are? have my Zynga. I sold my Zynga. I do have, I did recently buy Glue Mobile. Um, just nibbling in because it's come down a long ways from the highs. I'm still in EA. I'm still in Take Two. I sold my Activision Blizzard, so I guess I sold the wrong one. I'll tell you this: I think we are going through um, not a secular, but like one of the biggest changes in media and entertainment in the history of the world. Like you know, ABC. We well, yes, Disney's great, but you know all these TV stations. I've been observing people asking them what they're doing with their time. I see my time. I'm not watching TV. Um, I have a friend who is like a professional poker player and he was in a tournament last night and he was like down to like the last 20. I couldn't turn it off. I kept trying to turn it off. I couldn't, I watched. And like, I was just thinking about my, my TV time was watching him play poker. I was just thinking, where's the advertiser on this page, you know, or something. And it, my TV time was on that. And so to me, you know, where the eyes go, your time goes. Right. And so if our time is going to the gaming and to these devices you have a huge opportunity there. So it's like, for example, I'll go to GAN again. If GAN went to some like Caesars or something and said, Hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do a deal. We're going to do a deal and we're going to use, um, you know, GAN and we're not going to pay you as much. GAN can get some advertising on the screen. I mean, there is, there's opportunity there. Hey, Riley, real quick. Tell me about Charlie D'Amelio and why you, what's the, what's the Duncan play? Go ahead. Um, she has a drink that she um, drinks every time she goes to bed. Oh, Mike's too the hot. Mike. Jason, the, just no, the bring your mic. mic down. Her mic's up. The there you go. Off. There you go. Okay. Perfect. So it's Charlie's favorite drink. She drinks it all the time, and it's from Dunkin'. It has coffee, caramel, I think milk, and ice, and everyone wants it because because she lo everyone loves Charlie, so they all want to try the drink. And all your friends do? Yeah, and right. I want it right now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Are they talking to you? <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll awesome. wrap up here. Um, like always, guys, definitely keep an eye on also uh, VR, I think, is an important hey, guy. thing to keep an eye on for gaming. Sorry, guys. VR is definitely going to take over in the long run. Which start? What are you looking at? No, what I'm saying is virtual reality. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's. We still that... stopped talking about that a little bit. Like the story went down a little bit. Wait till it comes back. I think you got a good point there. And, you know, obviously plays on VR, we don't, we talk about NVIDIA, but I mean, that's a direct play on, on, on virtual reality as well. And it's not going away. And there's a lot of bigger companies that are attacking that. We know Facebook's, you know, possible in there, Amazon's into everything. Um, there was one smaller stock that was kind of a pure play, but it's been forgotten and hated. It's Veritone, V-E-R-I. Oh, um, remember that want, one? Yeah, yeah, if you want. And, and I don't know if this one survives or not, but this was a pure play on VR. And if you look back, it got Barron's Love back in July of 2017. Remember that? Yeah. And it went yeah. from $15 wow. to 75 and it has been completely forgotten and thrown out. I don't know if there's a play in here or not. I'm not long it. I've got a buddy that's in it, but I'm not long it. I'm torn on it here, but it is a smaller company, but it is a pure play on virtual reality. I forgot Wait, about that one. Do, do you guys know AVAV? No. No? No. environment Yeah. I don't, yeah, but I don't know about the, I trade the stock, but I'm not exactly sure what okay. they do. So <laughs> Tell me what so they do. <laughs> they're, dr they're drone makers. 
but I've been on the stock since like for eight years now, nine years, 10 years, maybe 15 years. And my point is it didn't get really discovered until like five years ago. A lot of these things can take time. So you got to have patience. Um, so that's, uh, it's just, you know, that's where I'm getting at with like the GANs of the world, but I don't, I don't want you guys to go mortgage your house and put your money in GAN like that. Like I sold some GAN when it um, had some strength, but I still own it. I think it has, it's, it's, it's all execution. Um, I mean, listen, if I, if you wanted me to give you the bear case on GAN, here's my bear case. Some of the press releases are a little promotionally. They're a little too markety, I think. And I rather, you know, just execute and not, you know, I'll give you a Benzingo. We've grown in a decent way. And we didn't really do any press or press release, which is stupid of us. And now we do, but I just think that's my one thing that I'm a little concerned is, is it too marketing. They have the making software and they have the stuff. If, if, if online gambling is going to grow, GAN should grow just by definition. And like, I, I feel like I'm going to be like, I'm going to feel like in a, like three months or six months, I'm going to have an egg on my face and saying, why didn't I, you know, put make GAN one of my biggest positions. That's what I feel like I'm going to say, but I just need to see some more proof of a couple more deals and not this white hat gaming. If, 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 if game would have got that whole pen deal, Oh, I would be everything. And that's that, like, um, where do you think pens going? Because oh, I pen. said on the show yesterday, I think it's going to a hundred bucks. I am honestly a huge, I'm, I'm long pen. I believe in the pen story. And the reason, the main reason is Dave Portnoy. I mean, the guy is firing all cylinders. He has such a following here. And you think about what he's going to do when they actually get their sports betting, you know, going. He's going to be behind that bar stool sports betting. Okay. So I, I, mean, I, so I got a little tease to it a little bit. It's, it's, you know, when you do sports betting, well, actually, I don't, but, but there's like money line bets and all that stuff. There's going to be the Dave Portnoy bet. It's going to be, you see his face. It's going to be a lot more interactive than people think. There's some really innovative. I'm a, I am, I hate to say, I am a big believer in Penn as well. Dennis, the thing that I hate is like Johnny come lately, like, so it's going to run, 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 you know, and then it's going to sell off. But I'm a big believer in Penn. I think it was, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm not just a big believer in Dave Porter. I'm, I'm a big believer in the whole group. And I like the execution team. I like uh, Nardelli that they brought in uh, as the CEO. Um, um, and I like Big Cat, but I also like the Penn management. Last night, I studied the pen management. I swear. I watched that guy play poker. I looked at the three people that I wanted to study and see who they were. I'm big fans of them. I don't know. I know Warren Buffett, guys, has a thing where he doesn't like to meet the management because then it'll sway your opinion. It'll sway, like, you know, you meet the management. They could sell you ice from Eskimos. But I am with you on that, Dennis. I'm, I'm with you. I guess I... I mean, uh, it has run a long ways, and that turns a lot of people off, and it usually turns me off, too. I started adding this at $52, and I'm going to try to hold this to 100 because I'm putting the long-term account, trying not to look at it. I don't know if it's going there or not. I mean, it has gone a long ways, but when I look at the valuation on Penn, and as long as you know, obviously, you know, they've got the physical gaming operations, which maybe holds it back a little bit, because we know that's held back the other ones, but the story is still here. The stock's making new highs. I compare it to draft kings and we look at the draft king valuation to pen pen looks cheap so i kind of still like exactly pen. and that's what chris Co- uh, I don't know if I he's a new writer here ben Zinn, chris kaji wrote about how pen was very cheap compared to DraftKings. my big thing is like i'm up 470 percent on my well, i only have three calls left in pen but i'm up 470 percent on the call so i've spent 760 bucks and they're up to 4300 but i had like i spent more of a I sold some of them. And so I'm like, okay, is this run too much? When I get greedy with calls, it usually hurts me. So um, I've seen it with Tesla. And, you know, um, just so you guys know, be careful when you buy call options. 
you have a big gain, sell some off, even though you'll be, maybe you regret it later. Um, I'm with you though on that story, Dennis. I could see it going to 102. It's cheap uh, when compared to DraftKings for sure. Hey, at the end, we are in the mecca of sports right now. Um, I don't think we've ever had where we have the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. You got football going on. You got baseball going on. You got it Great all sports. going on right now. Yeah. So it's definitely the best environment. Go ahead and uh, wrap us up, Joel. Yeah, we're uh, we're still in the green by 18 and three quarters handles, 33.59 even. Uh, this could be a day where you just bounce in between that pre-market high and pre-market low. 33.75, uh, not much up there, at least according to my numbers. 33.42.50, that's your pre-market low. Yesterday's low is down at uh, 27.50. Uh, also, just kind of mid-range for the week too. So we, you know, we're, it's going to be a down week for the for the market, uh, but. You put a new low in, just kind of middle range and uh, trying to you know, recover from that correction. But that's it. Uh, all and the information on this show is for informational purposes only. Uh, and uh, please consult your financial advisor before you do any kind of investing. Raz, thanks for joining us this morning. And, uh, and thanks, guys, for doing the whole experiment of like where you guys live. It's amazing. I think we had like 20 countries or 30 countries and like 100 states. I mean, not 100 states, but people from – Whatever. You get what I'm saying, okay? I know there's 50 states in the, you know. Okay, you get it. <laughs> All, right. Right. All, All right. All right, guys. Thanks. Like Love always, you guys. hit the like, hit the subscribe below, and I will see you guys in the afternoon. Thanks, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.